<laughs> when Kit sneaks out of his house while being grounded to go to his friend plays party, it becomes the wildest night of their lives. We're talking movies. We're talking house party, starring Christopher Kid Harris, Christopher Clay Martin, and Martin Lawrence, written and directed by Reginald Hudlin. Now, what on earth would make you call his mother a gardening tool? Oh, ho, ho. fucking stole my quote. So I'm going to have to say, listen, kid, keep your nose in the books and out of the chicks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight, we're going to be talking about the hip-hop cult classic from 1990, House Party. All right, Scott, kid and play, kick step to it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're just going to pretend that house didn't happen. House at the fun house. <laughs> you're just going to pretend that didn't happen. But if I was in the room with you, we could do the little leg dance, right? That's what like... I just said. That's the kick step, buddy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> did, you, did, you own, did you not own any uh, kid and play albums? I don't think I did. No, I definitely I owned. I, I, I own Funhouse for sure. <laughs> but I think, in terms of filmmakers in general, I think this is the dream, right? Remake your student um, film with a bigger budget and have it become a huge success and franchise that spawns three more sequels. Yeah, n- not not bad for a little short film out of Harvard. <laughs> well, out of Harvard, right? But it's amazing. Uh, and, and that's the thing, rewatching this movie too, right? Like, so I did forgot. you hold on? Did you watch it like in the in 1990 or like? Oh, what, yeah. Was it like I later? Think, yeah. No, no, I watched it when it came out, right? I was never as a child censored in terms of the movies I could watch. We just watched whatever. The only thing we couldn't watch were, right, well, porn. Nice. <laughs> right? That was it. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. Were you into, uh, well, I mean, I, I we didn't call it hip-hop then. It was called rap. But were you into that culture? Actually, it was called hip-hop. Then it turned into rap. Well, I mean, I be, I remember being a kid and call it was rap music, right? So keep going. So anyway, <laughs> we're, 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 sure. Okay, great. We're, so were you were you part of yes. that scene? Yes. I was, I... Well, when I was when this movie came out, I was nine. Okay. <laughs> when I was twelve, like thirteen, is when I got into Tupac, Biggie, Junior Mafia. So yeah. So the thing Death is Row. that is that you had actually missed that earlier rap scene, like Maestro Fresh West or like Public Enemy, that type of stuff, right? Like they had already moved on. Like Biggie is like almost like this second or third wave, depending on like where in music history you want to talk uh, when it comes to rap, right? Like. Kid and Play is like Kid and Play is like the same time as uh, Fresh Prince, and we are going to talk about that. Don't 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 spoil it. But you know, uh, LL Cool J, you know, kind of those slow yeah, jams. Lady loves, I love Lady Loves Cool J, man. I need love, girl. Before <laughs> before his whole like you know doing it and doing it, Ice Cube, I was into, but yeah, like Kid and Play, like in terms of music wise, like they always reminded me of Crisscross. Right? No, not at not at not at all. But maybe I guess to me, sure. That's how they're they they're like, like yeah, they're definitely like a softer rap music. Like I said, I, yeah. I think that that association with um, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, like that kind of rap. You know what I mean? Like like very unoffensive. You know, stay in school, be cool, don't say swears. You know, like it, that's that was like their that was like their kind of genre, right? 
you just want to bring it back, don't you? <laughs> I, I, at one point, I can, I can feel this now that I will be muting while you go off on a rip. <laughs> You'd be like, one, two, one, two, throw your hands up in the air. I come back and I've got like a like a high top fade on like kid. You know what I mean? I'm just like rocking that thing, got the Afro pick out. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but in terms of like films, like like this, I do enjoy this movie. Uh, and I enjoyed the two sequels. I don't think I've ever watched the fourth one. I think I've only seen one and two. Because uh, Three, two, two's the, the bachelor party. Two's the, the pajama jammy jam at the college. Yes, it is. The pajama jammy jam. But in terms of, I thought this movie resonates now. Like, right. Especially the promotion of safe sex. Okay. Like this is also a precursor to Bumble. Because kid was all swiping left between the friends until one of the ladies initiated that <laughs> conversation, right? And it goes to show all the young guys now, like, th- this was the hustle. This was the hustle we had to do. I mean, <laughs> there, was definitely, the there was def- there's a lot of uh, uh, questionable uh, material in this movie that I'm watching. Like, the fa- that, that exactly what you're talking about. Literally, like, chatting. He's at, he's at the house party. He's talking the girl up. And... Uh, He's almost got her kind of like locked down. And then the other one comes over and he just like right in front of her is like, yo, you want to dance? Come on. I don't, I don't normally dance the slow dances, but I'll dance fun with you. And like the rest of the night kind of plays out like that, like going back and forth and back. And these girls are like, they don't like it, but they're into it. It's, 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 it's interesting. Like I said, well, some they're of the best mature- friends. Right. And then it was, what, what, what was the, the conversation that she had was saying that the one friend wasn't really interested in him until he was interested in her, her her friend. Yeah. And then she was like, well, if you think I'm done with him, make a move. Yeah. So Sydney was the nice girl and, uh, Shireen was the one that lived in the project. Cause remember, so play is like, oh, you don't want a project girl. Cause she doesn't have her own space and stuff like that. And just like totally trying to like, essentially cock block him and like steer him in, in the direction he wants him to go. Right. So. Which I didn't know you back then, but I'm sure that's what you did to a lot of your <laughs> friends. You're just like, you know what? Call dibs. That, <laughs> you that, don't want that. Th- that girl's got stinky feet. Trust me. You don't, you don't want to go with her. You want to go with the, the other one. Um, be, like, be like, she's Polish, man. <laughs> you don't want that. Um, I mean, so yeah, directed by Reginald, how, how do you say his last name? Hudlin? I believe so. I so, believe. so he, uh, he's got an Oscar and a Golden Globe nod uh, for, surprisingly, Django Unchained, because he was the produ- well, one of the producers on that with uh, Quentin Tarantino, or directed by Quentin Tarantino, uh, so I managed to pull out a, a Tarantino reference. Uh, he also directed Boomerang, The Great White Hype, which is fucking hilarious, or it was at the time. I, again, it may be problematic as well. And Marshall. <laughs> Uh, with Chadwick, uh, Bozeman. Bozeman, yeah. Uh, then yeah, produ- produced, produced, uh, Django Unchained and he also directed the Bernie Mac show and he's the former president of BET. So black entertainment television. Uh, and as we already talked about, he wrote this script as a short when he was in Harvard. Yes. But he also forgot two things about him as well. What's that, that? You know, just kind of to go with our you know justice league comic book he also had a critical acclaim run on black panther from our from comics oh wow and he is now part of uh the rebirth of milestone media 
that will actually launch later this year for DC Comics, which is generating Black African-American superheroes into the media, into Dakotaverse. That's uh, that's super impressive. I mean, both him and his brother. So his brother, uh, Warrington, uh, Warrington uh, produced this film, uh, but his brother is the founder of the Black Filmmaker Foundation. Uh, so both of them do a lot for the, the black community in, in filmmaking and the arts. So that's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, thanks for the information there, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. I have that Black Panther number one, you know, if you want to, if you want to borrow it every, anytime. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm not, I'm not a big, uh, graphic novel guy. Uh, okay. So you, you still like this film? Like you rewatched yes. it? How did, how did, what was your, what was your takeaway watching it now as a, as a grown, grown ass man? Oh, it's been it's been fucking years since I've watched this movie. Yeah, I probably haven't and seen then, it since the '90s, right? So, and then literally, I think it like history repeated itself because my oldest was watching it, so she's 15, so she wanted to watch it with me, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to the part where kid hops the fence. Okay, and it's the guy going to town on his wife <laughs> saying whose blank is this whose is this? and i'm like did your hand go in front of her eyes or like no, in no. your ears or you so couldn't I'm you like, couldn't decide which one i'm like man i'm like back in the day this would have been when my parents fast forwarded a little bit <laughs> and then you kind of just see it with the fast forward but you don't really know what's going on but streaming it off crave press pause and it's just like legs wide open guy <laughs> on top and I'm like i don't think this works either <laughs> just like uh go upstairs she's like i'm 15 i can watch this i'm like get the fuck upstairs i'll call you <laughs> when you can watch this again you're like daddy's gotta like, gotta watch that scene again yeah i'm like this has just gotten super awkward but <laughs> other than that yeah like like you enjoyed this movie, I'm assuming, right? Like even now, or is it just nostalgia? For so, you? so this is why I asked you first because I was fucking bored out of my mind for the most part. Like I chuckled here and there. I mean, it was cool to see George Clinton and stuff. Um, that's George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic, not fucking Bill Clinton from you know sexploitation and saxophoning. Um, yeah, it was boring, man. I'm like, th- this movie was not made for the. 35 to 45 year old Chris Langford, right? Uh, <laughs> it was meant for the 12 year old Chris. And uh, I mean, so my quote is from Dale Hinton from the Washington Post. And he says, House Party isn't a great movie, but it's heartfelt and enormously winning. Like, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I can see why it was successful. It, it landed at the right time in the right market. Um, I mean, they made it for what? 2.5 million. It made 26.4 million. That's awesome. <laughs> like, like that's great. It's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. From the critics. The, and 82 from the audience. The fucking critics like this movie more than the audience does, which is crazy. Because um, it's not like some art house piece or whatever. Um, I think it's also a lot of, like, white critics watching this and thinking now they know all about uh, black music. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Like, again, so that, that's kind of my basic takeaway on this. See, like it was too fucking long, but I say that about all movies. You, you say, oh my god, you, you fucking made a six minute movie, and I thought it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Sometimes, sometimes I watch my own movie, and I'm like, ah, 
God, that could have been tighter. <laughs> Basically, if a movie doesn't have just like opening credits and go com- right An to closing attic. credits, it's fucking too long. <laughs> just one scene. <laughs> Be like, that was good. That was it's good. Fucking... But, but I think in terms of like representation of this film, right? Like this wasn't which would have been like what the next year, like boys in the hood, um, dead presidents where it's just like, where it shows like African-Americans and it's just like freaking them shooting themselves. It's just not getting into that ghetto stereotype. Right. This is like literally like, Hey, (laughs) like for me, that's what I got out of it. It was just like, Hey, everybody's the same. You're all going to have the same problems. And... But but notice, notice, notice black people still had a problem with white police officers. <laughs> that's, I was like, look at that. No, it's, no. It's, it's, the it's white like... police officers had a problem. Sorry. With yeah. That. That's what I meant. I, that's what I meant is that is like the black community still was fucking, it's like, this, this is not new stuff. Black lives matter. This is not new shit. Like this is, this has been in, it was even in their comedy films in the nineties. And I'm sure if we go back far enough, you're going to see the same shit. Fucking white police officers fucking around with like black dudes. You know what I mean? So it was just like, oh, look at that. That is that is very relevant right there. <laughs> yes, it was relevant. Um even today, but like do you have a favorite performance at all? Or in the in the show? Like, like in the film? Yeah, in the film. I mean, like, I this like this is the, early I, Martin Lawrence too, right? I mean, but he wasn't overly funny in that. I mean he he doesn't have a ton of lines, right? Like he says, "Stop, you know, stop fucking." Uh, his actually Martin Lawrence's best line that I remember is actually from two, when he's talking about uh, no one wants to help him with the DJ equipment, and he's like, "Listen, if you basically if you fuckers don't help me with the DJ, I'm playing fucking village people all night long, right?" So that that was always good. Um, but uh, I mean, I like the dance battle. I thought that was kind of cool. That was very kid and play. Uh, like I said, they do the kick. They do their classic kick step and stuff like that. Um, it was, like I said, it was fine, man. It was fine. Uh, it's a, it's gonna, it's a cult classic for some people. It is not a cult classic for me. Um, it was fine. So I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) Well, I did find, well, you got the quote, but I did find something that was kind of, um, funny. I'm just trying to find it on my notes here in terms of the production manager. Did you? No, I don't got that. What do you you got? Okay, so the production manager disappeared during making the film. Okay. Costing costing the production several thousand dollars. He was credited under the name Owes Us Money. (laughs) (laughs) So he just disappeared for a bit? Yeah. I I was trying to find, like, what happened. But, yeah, like, literally, the production manager is credited as Owes Us Money. (laughs) That's uh, that's interesting. Um, so, I mean, we, we haven't really talked about the cast too much. Uh, bef- actually, before I get into the cast, I want to talk about the DOP, the cinematographer. So, Peter Deming, this guy, like, I, I almost didn't look at the cinematographer because I was like, ah, I mean, the cinematography is fine. So, I happened to check out who it was. So, Peter Deming did, the, this. listen to this guy's fucking list. Evil Dead 2, My Cousin Vinny, Loaded Weapon. Fucking David Lynch's Lost Highway. Scream. Two, three, four. Oz, the great and powerful. Again, he works with David Lynch on Mulholland Drive. He just did Capone and the New Mutants. Uh, And then he also did a bunch of stuff with Twin Peaks. He's worked with David Lynch quite a bit. And I'm like, 
You know, I would have never thought that the director of photography that's working so much with like Sam Raimi and David Lynch did the fucking cinematography on House Party. It's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like, just like how oh. these guys move around. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, I thought he did a good job. But he did you're fine. More, but I mean, you're, you're, you're more the cinematographer guy than yeah, I am. Well, there's just nothing, like, really crazy going on, right? It's pretty standard, you know, rom-coms. Like, it's not a rom-com, but, like, comedy-style cinematography. But, like I said, he's gone on and done some, like, really sh- – He actually – he got – I don't know if he won it, but he was definitely nominated for a Spirit Award for this film. So even cinematographers, like – they appreciated the work that he did in this film. So, I mean, it's super impressive. He He's won lots of awards and stuff, but I thought that was interesting. Um, I mean, the film really basically, and I'm going to, I'm going to do this in this specific order for a reason. So it obviously stars kid and play from the group kid and play. Uh, it's got Christopher Reed who's kid and Christopher Martin who's play. So uh, Christopher Reed, just like uh, Christopher Martin, House Party 1, 2, 3, and then essentially 5, which is called House Party Tonight's Tonight. And I totally forgot they had that movie, Class Act. But he doesn't have his standard, his regular hair. That's right. He doesn't have his regular hair, right? Like he put it in braids or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right. And these guys, man, I forgot how big Kid and Play were actually in that like early 90s period. So they had all those, a bunch of those movies came out kind of like one after another. They had, um, their own cartoon and they had their own cartoon as well. Yeah. Which Martin Lawrence also did some of the voice work on that as well. (laughs) But check this out. So Christopher Reed, so kid, he's one of the creators and slash composers of the theme song for real time with Bill Maher on HBO. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck really? is so fucking random, man? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I, I was just like, like, how do you get from that to that? You know, but I mean, like Trent Reznor is like an Oscar winning uh, composer he, now, right? He so, did Soul. He yeah, did well, he soul. did Soul and I believe, I think he did Mank as well. Mm-hmm. But he's done other stuff. Like, I think he also I did Social Fitchner, Network. Right? Yeah, yeah. He Well, because yeah. uh, Social Network is Finchner as well. Mm-hmm. so i think they work together quite often um and then christopher martin play so i mean he's done all the stuff that i just said um he's the ceo of hp4 digital which uh at the time of this recording i could not find so i don't know if he is still the ceo of this digital production company or whatever uh he became a born-again christian and basically switched to doing christian hip-hop I would fun that stuff sound. eh <laughs> hey chris what's that give me that give me some christian hip-hop old school you 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 do the beats (laughs) (laughs) you tell me what it would sound like i look we already got enough trouble trying to keep people listening to our show you don't need to have me beatboxing and hip-hopping and (laughs) hipping and the hopping and the bipping and the bopping um so yeah let's before before i get into like martin robin martin lawrence and robin harris so i'm sure you you know the story about who this film was originally pitched to. Yes, I do. Do you want to, do you want to tell that story to the listeners or what? Uh, from what I saw, they were being, this group was being sued for a song that they produced called Nightmare on My Street. Yes, you, 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 can, you can say who, it's, who we're talking about. Well, Will Smith and DJ Jaggi is Jeff. So they had to pay some money, but 
also, I guess part of the settlement too was something about they pitched these guys two movies to to be in. And one of the movies was House Party. Yeah. So so basically it was it was New Line Cinema, right? Who is who basically mm-hmm. brought this movie out. They also, you know, were the basically the production company, production house that did Nightmare on Elm Street. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. Uh, they had oversampled the the theme music, so they got sued. And part of the lawsuit, they said, listen, if you do two movies, your salary can come out of the money you owe us. So essentially, you won't have to pay any money out of pocket. And so the first script they saw was House Party. And it's crazy because like, if you think about it, you're like, you can totally see DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith in, in, like, in this role. And there's part of me that kind of want to, you know what I mean? Cause Jazzy Jeff is going to be a totally different kind of like character than, um, than Martin Lawrence. You know what I mean? Right. So in, in essence, they, well, in terms of play would not like the character of play wouldn't have even or kid, been in the movie. Or one of them. Like, no kid, the movie centers around kids. So Will Smith. Sure. Would be yeah, 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 yeah. But do you know that the location was actually uh play's house? <laughs> No, Christopher really? Martin, that's his actual house. <laughs> I wonder if somebody actually broke his toilet. <laughs> he was like, Fuck you know, when movie. he was fixing that toilet, I'm like, listen, man, you just got to take the lid off the back and pull the fucking plunger up, man. Like kids, <laughs> kids, kids just don't understand. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like Will Smith and them were supposed to be the original guys. Well, not that they were going to be in it, but it was pitched to them originally. Right. So I think that would have been kind of cool to see. The one thing I couldn't find because of whatever the settlement, like the two movies, did they do any movies for the settlement or they just paid out? Uh, Will Smith did one movie for a new line cinema. I, I saw it when I was doing my research, but I didn't bother putting it in any notes or whatever. Cause this isn't a show about Will Smith. Um, yeah. But I mean, Martin Lawrence, this, I think this is Martin Lawrence's second, second time on screen. Uh, Cause he's his first, first role was in uh, Spike Lee's do the right thing. Uh, but then he goes on to just be like, well, it becomes Martin Lawrence, right? So he'd do the right thing. He's in House Party 2, obviously this House Party. He's in Boomerang, fucking Bad Boys. That was his big one, right? Other than the, the stuff he did on TV. One, two, and three. Uh, and you know, uh, all three Big Mama's houses. Then he goes on to do Let's TV. Speak. What's that? The boot. Well, he, he did TV before Bad Boys. Because sure. it was him yeah, and Will Smith coming off TV to do it, right? Well, because he had uh, his big show was probably what Martin. Martin, yeah. yeah. And then he has another one called Partners or whatever. Yeah, but Martin also had um, Nia Nia Peoples, right? And it also had Andrea Joy Johnson, who was in House Party. The reason I know that is because she had a sexual harassment suit against him. <laughs> what? Yes, and she she wasn't going to finish the last two seasons until they got it resolved. So, no, my favorite character in this whole film was Pops, Robin, Robin Harris. Harris. <laughs> yes, like he was my favorite, and I'm going to give you a list. Okay, okay? go. Al Pacino, mm-hmm. Dick Tracy, Graham Greene. Dances with Wolves. Andy Garcia, The Godfather Part 3. Bruce Davidson, Longtime Companion. And then Joe Pesci, Goodfellas. That was the 1991 nominations for Best Supporting Actor. You could have taken out Al Pacino <laughs> and just thrown in Robin Harris. You think, you think that was an Oscar-winning, an, an Oscar-supporting role performance? 
you think fucking Al Pacino and Dick Tracy is? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Right. You could have just taken Al Pacino out. Like, you yeah. could just take him out. You don't have to replace it. You could just be like, this is well, not good enough. Well, well, the same thing. Like, he could have been nominated post humor, like, post humorously. Post- yep. Yes. Right? Because he did pass right after this Fuck. film. So he died of a heart attack in March of 1990. He was only 36. That man does not look fucking 36 in that movie. I mean, I am slightly older, give or take a year or 10, uh, than, than 36. And I'm like, fuck me, man. That guy looked rough. Like, they really made him look like a like an old working class dad. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he doesn't, no, he looks the same and do the right thing. Does he? I believe so. Well, I mean, do the right thing wasn't that, that wasn't that much earlier. I'm just saying he does not look good for 36. I mean, that's quite possibly why he died of a heart attack. Um, So interesting uh, side note though, is that the university in house party two is Harris university. And they specifically named it Harris in memory of Robin Harris. So that was really nice of them. Now, to go back, he was nominated for this performance for Best Supporting Male in the Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah, this 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 film in general did well at the Independent Spirit. Well, if, no. for nominations, I don't know how well it did, actually, as far as wins. I hear you. Now. Yes. What do you got? So, I mean, I do want to talk quickly about the two female supporting characters. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got Tisha Campbell playing Sydney. I mean, and she's got a solid career. I mean, she was in Little Shop of oh Horror, uh, House Party 1 through 3, Zach and Miri make a porno. But on TV, she started start, start in Rags to Riches. Then she was in Martin. Oh, sorry. She was the one in Martin. I got those wrong. Uh, so it's Tisha Campbell, not uh, Adrian Joy Johnson. It was, it was Tisha Campbell who sued Martin Lawrence. Uh, she was in Martin, My Wife and Kids, Rita, Rocks, Empire, and in the cartoon, she's voices. She does a voiceover uh, in the Harley Quinn uh, cartoon. I was gonna say, and I was totally wrong because I said Nia Peoples for fucking Martin, not Tisha Campbell Martin. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, oh, okay, I guess. I mean, maybe you're a big Martin fan. But <laughs> no. th- this next one, so the other female supporting character, Shireen, Adrian Joy Johnson. This is very important. So first, she's in Sister Act, Baby Boy. But most importantly, she played the other cop in a Canadian-American TV series called Sirens, filmed in Quebec. So there's my Canadian content. Boop, boop. Maple. And she's on the show, a show called The Jellies. I was going to say, I've never heard of Siren. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about it until I was doing some background. And I was like, yeah. When was this released? Oh, God, I don't know. I think sometime in, in the 2000s, maybe. <laughs> she plays a she plays a tough cop who comes from a family of cops. It's filmed it's filmed in Quebec and Quebec is supposed to be standing in for like Philly or something. <laughs> oh, that's 93-95, so that would have been right after this movie. I said 2000s. That's mm-hmm. so 93-95 is 5 plus years, 7 plus years. Not wait, no, this film came out in 1990. What are you talking about? Yeah, so Sirens was 93 to 95. Oh, Sirens was 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. So it was right, pretty much she went 
right after right? yeah i mean she would have i mean all of them were a bit old to be playing like high school students i mean i think kid and play were in their like late 20s so yeah most likely no, no no they were like not most likely they were um i don't know okay like i said so as an actor you never say how old you are you never say oh no you know but unfortunately imdb and 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 wikipedia sometimes will say how old you are um i don't know so you watched it recently would you recommend it to anybody yeah yeah i would recommend it for some somewhat wholesome fun until you get to the jump in the fence scene and there is a lot of comments that probably you know are problematic here in terms of what the insults are sure that and when you know spoilers but it's been 30 odd years you know when kid goes to jail and apparently there's a drawing straws to you know run a train up them because yes. apparently when you're in hold them for 24 hours that's what you <laughs> want to do right? get when, in Rome, eh? when in Rome <laughs> so i there i heard rumors that there's going to be like a total reboot of this show uh i heard it's not a reboot but yes lebron james is producing it yes and uh, there might be the Drake. The Drake might be in it. So we'll... Uh, Another Canadian connection. Will Will he bring his wheelchair? Who knows? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> I don't... I, well, yeah. I guess most people who are fans of Drake will know what you're talking about. Well, it, either that or you need, you need to be uh, big fans of Canadian girls and the way they say a boot. So if you know Kevin Smith, you'll know where I get that reference from. Um, yeah, man. I, I like I said I wouldn't recommend this movie because I don't I don't really know I don't know maybe if you're like a young kid and you're into the hippin and the hoppin and the bippin and the boppin to <laughs> <laughs> the hip raise the roof uh yeah maybe I'd be like I don't know like one of my little cousins or something I'd be like yo go watch go go watch this for some history or whatever um I it was not a it was not a it was not a house party for me it was a uh, nap time for Chris but I mean. Uh, that's not hard to do nowadays. So uh, that's all uh, I've like. That's all I've got to say. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, I would say like again. Like I think if anything, this is a rec- a receipt of what people like what our generation had to do to try to pick up the opposite side. Also, the outfits were like I was like, oh my god! I remember music videos like early like hip hop rap videos and stuff like that style. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's just like everything. Like, even even plays, like, wax suit and the way they talk and stuff, which, I mean, clearly I'm trying to put back on to uh, not show my age. Uh, Anyway, that's all for me. Uh, Scott, if you want to take us out of here. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at How Do You Like That One? Or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. I guess there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of fun going on at that house party. Uh, had to get the lawyers involved. That was fucking horrible, <laughs> horrible joke. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll have to get our producer to cut that out. (laughs) 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 Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.